Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story. With me is Shauna, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and also, you know, also Haunted Road Media, Society of the Haunted, my partner in crime and everything we do together. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is your uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole after hours show. We've got the blue lights going, although they're a little bit of a pain to try to set up tonight. <laughs> So, Shauna, welcome. I know you're not feeling too well, so uh, hopefully we'll you'll be all right. Kind of missed you last week because of the weather. Yeah, hopefully there's not going to be any more of that. You know, I mean, it's getting close to storm season, though. I yeah. saw some storms in the forecast for next week, but I'll take a storm every night over ice. Oh, yeah. Any, so. Absolutely. Let me get... Um, let me get Periscope up here. We have our Periscope brethren. Um, Beyond the Light Network bows out for the second half, which is fine. Um, but uh, we do appreciate them during the first half for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And there we go. You Periscope. I guess it would be Periscope peeps. <laughs> and Tom McNicholas is down in there giving us super hearts in Periscope. So thank you very much, Tom, for that. All right. So <clears throat> this... Show title is Psychic versus Science. Now, the reason why I chose this topic for this evening, this actually dates back to two, three, I don't know, maybe it was four weeks ago, whenever it was. Uh, one of my latest interviews that I had on a different show. I actually can't even remember which one. <laughs> Sorry for whoever show it was. But I was asked the question, which side are you more on in, within the paranormal field? Are you more on the psychic side? Or are you more on the science side? And the way I answered that question, and I'll just give the real quick brief question, there's a lot of different angles that we can take this. But my initial response to that was, why does it have to be either side? Why does it have to be only psychic? Why does it have to be only science? Why can't they meet in the middle and work together, figure out some sort of common ground? To me, it's... And I understand why it's very hard to find that common ground. Uh, Shauna and I tend to use both sides, but I understand why. And it goes back to the outside of the paranormal field, even though it's related, science versus religion. It's kind of what we're dealing with the same thing here, is instead of science versus religion, we're science versus, what do you want to call it, spirituality, psych, being psychic, whatever it is, the whole... Um, spiritual side of the paranormal field and then you have the whole side that's like you know it's it's only you know if we get a reading or what have you that we're going to consider it if you get a feeling even though we get all kinds of feelings in this field then we're going to discredit that so it's that uh polarized those two polarizing positions here in this field have the same thing as the other and so you know for me I believe that they can work together, even with science and religion and all that. I believe that there's a way they can work together. They just don't. 
They just don't. And Shana, we were discussing in the couple minutes that we had before the show, you were mentioning um, kind of, and there is Tom with a $10 super chat. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. I really appreciate Tom McNicholas. He says, when you use both sides, you never have to flip a coin. That's a good point. That's a good point. Good point, Tom. I like that. So, Shauna, we were discussing a little bit before we came on the show uh, about kind of how we handle, you know, maybe a piece of evidence that, that we come across and how we approach these different things. So you want to chime in a little bit and we'll go on with the conversation. Yeah, this, because this field is the way that it is and because I... My, my stance on, on everything is... It, I experienced something, you know, um, and then, um, you know, I tried to debunk it first. And if I can't debunk it, uh, then I'm like, well, okay, so it's not normal, but is it paranormal? You know, is it, is, you know, is there a scientific explanation for it? Maybe there's not like an, you know, in my general area, an environmental, you know, explanation for it. You know, but does that mean it's something from the other side, you know, or is, it, is there something totally different, you know, causing it? So uh, sometimes it goes directly into what I call a WTF file. I've heard about your WTF file. <laughs> yeah, what the, what the fuck is that? And by the way, I didn't hear Vanessa drop an F-bomb at all. During the, the last, last wow, episode. she may not so have. I just dropped two and one of them was for her, the other one was mine. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, we have to have at least, you know, one F-bomb per show. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then, you know, if I can't, if there's just zero explanation for it, you know, and I also, I go a lot based on um, how it affects me personally, you know, like, well, I hear something. Well, you know, physically it might be explainable. You know, if it's something, you know, that I can't see causing it to happen, if it's paranormal, fine. Some I don't feel everything, you know, but for mm-hmm. the stuff that I do feel, um, I trust myself. You know, People... I trust what I see. I trust what I hear. I trust what I feel. I trust myself first because it happened to me. I experienced it. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, somebody else, you know, is explaining something. That doesn't mean that I'm like, nope. You know, I don't believe it because I didn't experience it. You know, let me clarify that. Um, that's not not what I mean at all. Um, you know, I automatically believe, you know, and give people the benefit of the doubt until I can prove otherwise. And if I am not there to prove otherwise, then it is what it is. Everybody, if I can have experiences, you can have experiences. I'm not the only person having experiences here. And there are people having way more significant experiences than i have and i'm glad to just do what i do right Right. here you know i don't want it to get any i don't want it to necessarily disappear but i don't want it to get any more active than it is i'm kind of fine just right where i am so people in the chat are now worried about vanessa for not dropping an f-bomb they don't know if she's okay or not so <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Pungai Fungi says psychic is science not yet discovered. And that is, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, we just haven't figured out a way to scientifically prove those sorts of things yet. And, you know, 
in this field, we're using different devices, quote unquote, scientific devices, which really, I mean, they're gadgets. I mean, let's be real about it. You know, they're gadgets. You're using an audio recorder. You know, you're using EMF detectors. You know, we have things that people are rigging up like SLS cameras. <clears throat> of course, there's uh, some other things like the Ovilus or the spirit boxes in there. They're gadgets. They're, they're not what you would typically call a, scienti- a scientific piece of equipment like, uh, you know, a microscope or, you know, or, a, you know, a CAT scan or whatever, you know, uh, it's, it's not like that. So, you know, these are gadgets that we are trying to say, OK, this if we can put this in a test and scientifically prove and the thing that and we've mentioned it a number of times in the show is very, very difficult for us to do is to create a serious, real uh, scientific test within the paranormal because there's nothing that you can make happen on a constant basis. Um, so there's there's no control object because of the fact that there's nothing you can rely on to happen every single time to run those tests against. And so a to me, a science versus psychic argument within the paranormal, even though it exists, to me is silly because in... in We're going to ruffle some feathers. Those on the science side, I'm sorry, aren't really performing scientific experiments anyway by its true definition. So I I think that makes it very difficult to continue that argument, even though it truly does exist in this field. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean, until there's something out there, you know, that can say... 100% 100% certainty, yes, this is happening, this is what's causing it, this is why, this is, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's people out there that don't want to believe in anybody, you know, that has any type of abilities at all, you know, it's, you know, you're faking it, it's all in your head, you're whatever, you know, but I'm not crazy. Yeah, we have uh, Jonathan down here in Periscope says everyone has a psychic ability. It's just a lot of people can't unlock their gift. And, you know, I think that's that is uh, true that, you know, we all have some sort of ability to whatever degree that is. I know for a long time, Shauna, I would always say remarks like, well, I don't ever claim to have anything, but this happened. And finally, you kind of point out to me, you know, you just better start admitting that you have something because <laughs> I was saying it far too often. And yeah, I mean, some people are just really closed off to it, whether it's they, they don't want to believe or it might have something to do with their upbringing, whatever it is. And I do believe people are just are more sensitive than others in general anyway. Uh, but I think if people were a little bit more open uh, to these types of abilities that they may start to open up their minds a little bit and start to get more themselves and they just don't realize it. I think, um, you know, like my, my dad is kind of a good example. Um, your dad and my dad both. Yeah. (laughs) He's about as skeptic as you can get. And I know he started going on investigations and stuff like that because, you know, I'm pretty sure he didn't think I was doing drugs, but, um, (laughs) you know, but I know he wanted to go and try to experience it to make sure I wasn't, you know, just totally lost my shit, you know? I mean, I mean, I knew what I was feeling, Um, you know, and then there, 
um, Rita. I don't know if she's in chat tonight or not. Um, but a lot of times, you know, when two people feel the same thing at the same time without, you know, it being a chain reaction, just both boom, you know, um, you know, that's something, you know, there's mm -hmm. something causing that, you know, uh, both getting similar, you know, symptoms, similar um, reactions because of whatever energy is around. Um, you know, my dad, unfortunately, he just, he just doesn't really feel anything. And I want to tell him. Sometime. I was there when he did uh, witness the, what was it, the footsteps up in the school. And he was like, okay, yeah. okay. And there's a little something going on there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, was there's, witness other, that. there's other things that he has witnessed that apparently were not significant enough because he forgets. I mean, you know, like like at the grade school, you know, when mm -hmm. I met um, uh, the twins, Tammy and Tawny there, we were okay. going to have the final, you know, explore investigation. And since the three of us went to school there, it was rather fitting that that's how it went out, you know. Um, and my dad was there and he was the only one there you know, with keys, you know, nobody else was there to have keys. So he had to unlock the building, right. you know, and then, you know, he knew that there was nobody. I mean, you know how tight that school is oh, sealed yeah. up. Well, nobody's getting in there. And um, <clears throat> while he was there standing uh, with the twins waiting for me to get there, um, someone from the inside um, tried to open the door. You know, and Tammy and Tanya were telling me about it, you know, looking mm -hmm. like, you know, we know he noticed that, you know, he didn't look because we looked, we all looked at the right. same time, you know, so he saw, he heard something, you know, nobody saw anything, you know, but heard it. And, you know, he's like, mm, I don't remember, you know, he forgets about <laughs> yeah, it. He was still denying it. Yeah. He forgets about it. And I was like, dad, you know, that's. That's a pretty significant experience. Right. I mean, you were there. You know who's in the building and who's not. Um, what do you think of what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't me. I didn't see anybody. You know, I said, well. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I think he's one, and there's a lot of people out there, but they just they want that classic ghost in front of them, you know, translucent white person standing in front of them. And it just doesn't happen like that. I mean, on a rare occasion, Maybe in all the years, and I know, Shauna, you've had some other experiences than I, in all my years of investigating and being involved with the paranormal field, I have yet to see a full body apparition like that. I mean, I've seen a lot of shadows. Uh, I've seen shadow people. I've seen wisps. I've seen different mists that were unexplainable that were whitish in nature. But like that full body, you know, translucent white apparition that we think of as your classic ghost, I have not. But I've seen a lot of other shit. Yeah, there's some stuff that you've seen that I have not seen, and I'm pretty grateful And vice for versa, that. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Pamela Rainey asks, does anyone know if Nikola Tesla did spirit investigations? Um, I don't know if he did straight-out spirit investigations, but he did work on uh, devices to be able to interact and try to tune into the spirit realm so i don't know if you would call that investigations now a lot of his equipment and plans and all that uh, were seized by the government after he died so much of what he worked on and experimented with we we just don't know 
you know, there's there's rumor and speculation. Some stuff has been released, but they talk about like the uh, the Tesla cash or, or caches or whatever, like little bits of uh, Tesla paraphernalia that are kind of still floating around out there. And there's a lot of things that are still under lock and key. So, um, yeah, when it comes to his his experiments and the things that he worked on, the technology uh, that he had developed, I mean, there's some of that technology that people talked about from back then surpasses things that we're working on today or that we have available today. So he was way ahead of his time. So thank you, government, for that. <laughs> um, what else did we have? I know there were a couple of questions that were thrown in down here because I saw them scrolling by. Um, <clears throat> Andrew Cox throws out there, how about uh, half Civil War soldiers' apparitions or half ghost apparitions? Um, for me, I've seen bits and pieces, you know, like white wisps and mists and things like that. It kind of was like I was saying, um, Shauna, I think you're a little different. Um, well, in, in Moberly, he was talking about half this and half that. I've seen just legs. Legs. Okay. Before, not the rest of the body, or I've seen, um, like with Pearl upstairs, I couldn't have told you what she was wearing, but I saw her face just as clear. Like the rest of it was dark. It was just like I just saw just her face. Um, so like a a floating head or something like that. Like the rest of her was not really, you know, didn't really stick out in my mind. But her face, you know, I could have, you know, if I were an artist, I could have like painted her just down to the last, you know, down to her pores. I mean, she was so clear. Um, you know, I've seen just about everything except for uh, any of the, like, nasties, you know, scary-looking stuff. I've yeah. never seen anything like that yet. So. Yeah, like the crawler that we were talking about uh, the other week. I know you're saying you've never seen one of those, don't want to see one of those, stuff like that, no. which, is, which is fine. Not so much. <laughs> you know, and like I said the other the other week, actually going back and thinking about it, it didn't actually harm us. So what was it really trying to do? Just scare us? I, I don't know. So now we've been talking a bit, you know, about equipment and the scientific objects, running scientific experiments, things like that. On the spiritual side, now we've talked, Shauna, a number of times about how we believe your best tool for investigating the paranormal is your body and right. what you pick up on physically which kind of flies in the face of everything that we were just talking about with uh with equipment yeah i mean you know the human body you know is if you're open to it you know it's just like with anything else but whatever you believe in if you're open to it you know more more things are going to you're going to experience more things um like when a certain, there are lots of, there's energy that I don't feel. You know, there are things that other people notice I don't notice. You know, there's, um, like I'm more likely to feel a child before I'm going to feel an adult, you know. And uh, that's not to say that I don't feel adult energy, but, um, you know, it's less, I mean, I depend on what I can hear, what I can see, but I put more into uh, what I feel, 
you know, and then there's a lot of times that I'll, you know, think I hear something in my head, you know, and, um, I couldn't tell you what was said, but I could hear a voice and then something will happen, you know? So it's like a precursor to coming, you know, a preview of coming attractions and, you know, and it's always, you know, for the longest time I was like, I am so, maybe this is all just me. It's all just me. Um, I'm crazy. Apparently nobody else (laughs) hearing this stuff, you know? And then after a while I was just like, but you know, what I thought that I heard, uh, has been captured, you know, on a digital device and there it is. So maybe I'm not so crazy after all. Yeah. I mean, when I was a when I was a child, saw that shadow person in my room. Of course, my parents tried to say that I was just dreaming, but I know for a fact that I saw it. So what's that? What's when you walk into a room and all of a sudden, like all the hair raises on the back of your neck, and you see something, you know, dart across the room. Okay, you know that's you know your senses told you you saw it. You can't explain logically through science what that was. So. How do how do we resolve these two? You know, uh, we've got okay. So we have an audio detector that picks up a voice. Actually, this is a good example of, of uh, kind of what I was just starting to describe. So Johnny V. So I walk in there, and, and you know, as I'm walking in there, I mean, the place was kind of buzzing all night anyway. Gonna walk in there, you know, get that bit of a buzz feel, sure. But you know, I see this with my eyes. You know, the wisp of a shadow dart across the room. I hear the bang, okay, of the swinging metal door on the other side of the room. It doesn't move, but you hear the bang. Now, the science part of it, quote-unquote science part of it, would be the auto recorder. So the auto recorder has picked up that sound. Can't explain what I was feeling. I wasn't able to do anything about capturing the shadow person darting across the room, but still, that's a combination of both pieces here. So how are we reconciling that? You know, I, it's a great personal experience that I'm presenting, but how does, if I was to try to prove that out in science, not every single time that I walk in the room is that happening at all, you know? But yet it did, and I have a piece of audio that has that bang on there from a door that never actually opened so what do we do with that yeah i mean unfortunately you know a lot of stuff gets chalked up as personal experiences i mean how often do you catch a visual you know and you know catch an audio you know too um you know it doesn't it doesn't perform on demand like that so You know, it, it it is it is what it is until it isn't anymore. So, I mean, there's I, I don't really know. I don't really know. So, if somebody <laughs> if somebody out there, you know, wants to work on, you know, trying to fix that, then go for it. Yeah. Question. It. Question it. from yeah, it's it's a difficult. Um, proposition, and that's kind of what was thrown at me the other week. Was okay, you know, which side do you want? It's like, yeah, I'm in the middle here, you know, because I'm I'm not one of those that, you know, walks into a place with nothing but my body, and I don't sit there and like, okay, 
uh, this person's here and this person's there and this is what I'm seeing. I don't I don't do that. I'm not a person that does that. I know people that that do that, but then also totally swear off the equipment. And then I know people on the flip side that have you know just buku you know equipment, you know thousands and thousands of dollars, and will say I don't believe in psychics at all. It's like mm, I've seen too much stuff. I've seen way too much stuff to to believe that no psychic is real. And I do have a problem with that, even though I know there are fake psychics. There definitely are. Um, but I've seen <clears throat> too much stuff from like Vanessa and from others that I know they're legit. Uh, from Tim Schoen, says, when you come across a shadow person or crawler, do they generally approach you if they notice you or are they still assuming they aren't moving in another direction and don't notice you? Okay. It's situational, really. Like the one I was describing at Johnny V's, I think I scared it walking into that room and it took off. The crawler, I think, was was playing with us. You know, uh, it came into that area, started throwing that bottle around. There was some other banging going on around us, you know, and I, I think it was trying to scare us out of there. The one in my bedroom when I was a kid. I don't know what the hell it was doing. I mean, it crossed my arms across my body and ran off down the hall. So it, it absolutely interacted with me. It obviously knew I was there. Uh, and then there was the one when I was 13 and we moved, when we first moved into our house in Ohio and then there was a, a shadow that kept peeking in the room, just kind of watching me you know, unpack and all that. And so that one made a point not to interact with me, but I knew it was there, and my mom also confirmed that she had seen it too, you know. And then there's uh, there's other ones throughout different investigations that we've done where you know seen this shadow dart across there or going through a door or whatever. And it's kind of hard to know if those you know, had seen us or what have you. So it's all situational. I think they're all a little different too, you know. And then. I've I've talked to other people that you know they've seen the Hat Man. They think he's nefarious and up to something. Of course, we had the the Edmund case uh, with the the one with the red eyes in the closet, which uh, the couple people uh, that I was with at the time were trying to say it was a quote unquote a wraith. I think it was a shadow person. I don't. I never saw it myself. Well, what I saw there was actually the black mist. It wasn't even what she saw in the closet with the black mist in the middle of the room. So little off topic, but, you know, again, I guess it's kind of one of those, how do you prove that? Yeah, like because what, who says yeah. that we're all going to see the same stuff? Right. I mean, you know, who knows how many different kinds of these entities that there are. And A, if, it, if there's, let's say there's one standing in front of you, standing in front of me, are, are we allowed to have the same experience, see the very same thing at the very same time? Or does everybody, because everybody is different, you know, is everybody going to process the visual a different way? Um, like, like say there's a residual apparition because not everything is intelligent, you know. Um, it doesn't interact with you, you know. I kind of believe that even though I think not every human mind processes things the same way, we all know that, um, I would think that, you know, if um, a residual apparition is walking across the room, I think you're, we're probably more likely to see the same thing there than yeah. with something 
intelligent, you know. So it just depends on just depends on the person, I think. Well, and that might be the scientific experiment to try there is with a residual haunt because that is, I guess, of all the things. And I just saw the comment from B3 Airspace down in the chat. Like Vanessa says, I am the instrument. I do agree with that. I'm the instrument. Um, but of all the reported type of paranormal activity, I think that's the one where you could probably scientifically test because it usually is, like you said, Shauna, the same thing happening again and again and again where they see somebody, you know, now that they're walking through a wall because there used to not be a wall, there used to be a doorway there or whatever it is, you know, or they see the, you know, the woman in white go down the stairs and so many people have seen the same woman in white time and time again or whatever the report is. And that goes into possibly stone tape theory. So if and stone tape theory is basically that the energy from whatever this event is has embedded itself into something around there, whether it be the stone in the area, maybe there's some metal in the area from back in the day that was able to trap that energy and there's something like with a tape recorder that kicks it off and plays it. I think that's one thing you try to experiment with if you believe that stone, t stone tape theory is real. You try to figure out a way to get that a play. Because that's the one thing we don't know is what kicks that off. You know, it's the same thing. Here's this woman walking. Here's this soldier walking, whatever it is. And so many people have seen it. They haven't been able to, excuse me, usually are not able to time it. It happens sporadically. But if you believe that something kicks that off every time, try to figure out, try to experiment with, let's try to kick it off. Let's do this. Let's do that. I think that's, probably one possible legit scientific experiment you could try in the paranormal. What do you think? Yeah. I, uh, another one, I think, um, well, like when energy sets off, you know, a device like a K2 meter or a rim or whatever, whatever the device is that you're using, you know, what a residual energy, um, set off the same, uh, devices in the same way or you know is it just intelligence that has that extra you know extra bit of energy the extra something you know and that's you know because there's been times at the cafe whenever we've had you know meters set up and stuff like that and we'll see i've seen something walk like within touching distance of it and not set it off but then there's been other times where we won't see anything you know and clear across the room you'll hear something and then the meter will go off, you know, right. and so is, you know, you know, there's a difference between residual energy and intelligent energy. So, you know, that that's another one that I've always been kind of curious about, you know, what does residual energy, you know, is it, you know, even though it's different, is it similar enough to set off devices or is it just intelligent energy setting off? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know. And if it's, well, here, it, and I'll throw this out there, too. We're just going to throw theories out there now, because <laughs> that's what this is. We say that all the time. Everything that we're dealing with here is the theory. And there's, I've gotten into, like, arguments with people before, you know, uh, internet arguments over, you know, well, it's all theory. No, it's not theory. I know this for a fact. Da -da -da -da. And how? <laughs> like, to me, it's fact. <laughs> okay. It's theory, but okay. But... If you take, okay, stone tape theory, and we're going to say residual haunt, 
So this energy is embedded into, into something. Okay, so if something plays that back, is that not then a, is there not a release of energy? So maybe that is detectable. If there's something kicks that off and releases energy out of the stone or the metal or whatever it is around there and releases that energy, maybe it then is detected. But then also, here's my question, a second question. At what point does that embedded energy fade out and is no longer present? Because I would think that the energy could only be released so many times before it's completely gone out of that object and has gone into the air or has, you know, been perpetuated as this apparition so many times. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I saw that Tom had a question down in here. I can scroll down to that without going past it. Um, Tom, question. When you see a shadow person, do you try to shine a light at it or just let it move around and try to contact it? So, a lot of times these moments happen so fast <laughs> that you're not thinking, let me shine a flashlight at it. You know, uh, of course, the one when I was a kid in my room, I didn't have a flashlight. I was just a scared kid. The one at Johnny V's, I was holding a camera. And I can't remember if I had a flashlight in the other hand or not, or if I was just walking in there with the camera. I, I don't know. Um, you know, so a lot of times it's just, it's happened so quick. You know, you see something dart into a room. Oh, I just saw a shadow. And you don't they have time to move the flashlight around. Now, there are people there out there that have been theorizing that regular flashlights scare the spirits. So they've started using UV light flashlights. I have one. And, you know, it's a different wavelength of light. It gives off like a bluish purplish hue. I haven't seen anything different with that than a regular flashlight other than it's a different color and makes it look a little spookier, that sort of thing. Uh, it's something that I've been doing for a while now is, or I haven't been doing for a while now, is I haven't been using flash photography on investigations anymore. And the reason I, and this is just me, it's, this is not anything I got from anyone or or saying it's the right way to investigate or anything like that. It's just me. But in my mind, after going through thousands and thousands of photographs of somebody's wall in their house <laughs> or a corner, here's another, yet another corner, or here's the bed, you know, very, with very, very, very little luck, I started thinking about it. It was like, you know, if I'm seeing something with my eye on that bed or in that corner and I hit that with a flash, it is no longer the way I'm seeing it. So that flash could very well drown it out. Like if it's a little white mist or whatever, the flash might drown it out. If it's a shadow, well, maybe that will make the shadow go. You know, it was just not the way I was seeing it. So I stopped using a flash. So I have to use alternate means of lighting. So yeah, I do have a flashlight. The UV light makes a much darker picture, but I I just don't use a flash anymore because of that. And so whatever I shoot for a picture now is whatever I'm seeing, whether it's, you know, we got the flashlight in the corner or what have you. So it's just something I've been doing. 
So, Shauna, I, I don't know if you have different methods for taking pictures. I don't. Um, I just snap in the direction that I feel, you know, feel stuff. Um, it's very rare that I see something and I'm able to fire a picture. I don't ever catch anything in pictures. Like when I do, it's luck. You know, I can count on one hand, you know, probably. Um, anything that I would consider a legitimate possibility that it's paranormal, you know. Um, I don't ever catch anything, ever. Like, I know people that catch stuff all day long, you know, um, that I can't explain. It isn't photoshopped. People that I would actually trust, you know, to take legitimate photos. Um, you know, all day long they catch stuff. And me, not so much. So I don't have a method. I just snap where I feel. I usually try to take one without flash and one with flash. You know, yeah. and I blow off just about everything. Um, it's shaped like a, a bar, a ball, or whatever. Because especially most of the places that we go, it's very dusty. And that's true. And that's another reason why I, I stayed away from flash. Because with the flash... You, dust storms all over so i don't know how many pictures i have of dust storms or if we're outside and there's a whole bunch of moisture and so now i've got all these little dots of moisture and it's it's a mess i stopped using it um and yeah diane hilbert you've uv flash is actually a little black flight a black light flashlight (laughs) um so from grizz one of our deep down the rabbit hole patreon patrons do you think the spirits that run from us do so because they think we're we are the ghosts. It's very possible. <laughs> we were talking about that at Beardstown whenever we mm-hmm. were going up the stairs from the super creepy uh, basement speakeasy area. Yeah. You know, where you know where we disembodied footsteps, you know, to them. Like, you know, they're sitting somewhere and be like, Oh, you know, what's that? You know, can they see us or can they just hear us? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, I see stuff or I hear stuff, but I don't always, I don't see as much as I hear. Yeah. You know, and I don't hear as much as I feel. It's kind of, you know, when I see stuff, it's usually a surprise, (laughs) you know? So (laughs) I can't plan that stuff. Uh, Vandalia, that's, that, that was kind of planned. Like I knew, you know, right. I knew what was going to happen. I could feel what was going to happen. I figured I was probably the only one that was going to see it and nothing was going to be caught on camera and blah, 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 because that's how I operate. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, try to prove to other people the stuff that you're experiencing if it doesn't want to be caught, you know, <laughs> right. um, every once in a while, you know, so it's like, yeah, I experienced that. No, I didn't catch it. You know, um, that only happens on TV. Right, right. You're not, you know, I mean. Well, you know, to kind of answer his, his question, do they do so because they think we are the ghosts? You know, that may be what happened at Johnny V's. And I've even used that example. This is the one I walk into the kitchen, shadow entity darts across into a door. You hear it bang. It doesn't open, though. And I've actually used that as an example for possibly different dimensions did it in its dimension or its time frame and we go into stack time theory as well and all that so there's a lot of different ways i have looked at this particular incident and they're all theories are all different ideas you know did it in its own time and place 
or dimension or whatever it is see me as the shadow, as the ghost or what have you, and it take off toward the door like, oh my God, there's something there. And it took off and blew through the door in its dimension or its time and place. And that's what I heard. Somehow the sound, the vibration from the sound resonated in our time and place, in our dimension, whatever you want to call it. But I just didn't see it because that happened in its location. So <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Again, how do you, how do you scientifically prove that? I, I don't think you do. I mean, I've got a little bit of audio of a clip. I've saw a bunch of stuff. You know, so that's and there's there's people that are going to argue both sides of it. So, um, so what else do you guys have down here? Um, Bree Jones, how the heck would a spirit know what a UV light is? Um, that's why so, we explain everything. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think again. That's somebody else's theory. I decided to try it really just because it was a low cost light. I was like, I, I can try this. I can see if you know, it's, it's going to shine on a different wavelength. So maybe I might be able to catch a shadow a little differently or something like that. Or maybe I can, you know, a photograph would come out a little bit differently using that. The whole idea that the regular flashlight in that wavelength of light is scaring away a spirit, whereas a UV light, a different wavelength, you know, lot light or a lot darker light you know would be a little different for it i don't really buy into that so much but it was something that was interesting to try and just to see if maybe i guess the idea might be that one idea <laughs> there's a lot of different things we could throw out there one idea could possibly be that a regular flashlight would be too bright and you wouldn't be able to see the shadow but with the UV light because it's it's darker. Again, a different wavelength too that you might be able to see it. Not necessarily scare it, but that's the way it was originally presented to me was as scaring it. I don't know. Um, so from Shay, Shay Carroll, question. Do you think that a spirit slash energy can haunt a location at the same place their residual energy plays over and over? Interesting. That's an interesting question. So, so okay. Here, I guess <laughs> here's kind of an idea. Let's say, let's say a spirit or a person. Let's just say a person falls on the stairs, breaks their necks, breaks their neck, and dies. The energy that's released during that from that trauma is captured within the surroundings like maybe it was a maybe the stairs were stone and it's trapped in there so i guess shay's question is would that traumatic event be trapped there at the stairs and play occasionally while an intelligent spirit the one that died there is still hanging around hmm. that's a good question because you know when you Let's say, say you know you're going to die and you're ready for it. You know, I would imagine, I mean, or compared to, you know, you die suddenly like that. Um, 
it kind of makes me wonder if you kind of, you know, hang around, you know, you weren't expecting to go, so your energy is just kind of lost, you know, there for a minute. Um, I mean, what if you end up being one of those uh, hauntings, those residual haunts, the really strong ones where your apparition, you know, that's one of the ones at Mineral uh, Springs, I think it is, or maybe it's the Ruble. There's an uh, apparition on the anniversary of where people have seen, you know, like the actual the spectral image of, you know, someone falling down the stairs, you know, um, how traumatic would that be as, you know, an intelligent haunt to see yourself, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doing that, because that's basically, you know, what, you know, a more extreme version of what she, of, of what she just asked, yeah. you know? So, well, here's an idea, and you kind of mentioned it talking about the anniversary, and this is just me actually thinking out loud, but we'll go there. Uh, we'll go down that route. So, why would something kick off again and again on its anniversary, and it doesn't need a trigger other than time itself, which time is a man-made construct. So it's not really natural. Well, if we go back to, I'm going to throw it out there again, stack time theory, perhaps we're not witnessing a playback of the event. Maybe we're just witnessing the event. And that it is resonated across, if it's all stacked together, it's resonating across that entire stack so strongly that any time that it is seen, we're just seeing it actually play out. So, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an idea. Oh. You're <laughs> yeah, I saw the eye roll on that one. Like, oh, no, no, hey, there was no eye roll. That I wasn't was an eye roll? Okay, it was a sigh? No, no. Okay. No, my eye roll is... Let's Usually see it. Let's see it. By sarcasm. Let's see the eye roll, just so that we know what it is. Okay, there it is. <laughs> so, uh, per Zippy, I've seen people use powder on the floor. Does that even work? I've this never worked for me. It's like a real old school method of just throw powder on the floor and see if there's footsteps in it. I've I have an so, experience. I, do you? You've seen yeah. the powder work? I've only tried it a yeah. couple of times, and I've. I guess. It was my dad's idea. Oh, okay. Actually, because upstairs at the cafe, um, at the cafe, um, okay. the the upstairs floor was really dusty. Um, it was always really dusty up there. I mean, you know, nobody ever went up there except for me a lot of the time. So it's not like you know, um trying to do as much housekeeping up there as possible, you know, but I mean, it just, the building was dusty and, um, uh, it was in the living quarters, the living room and getting ready to go into the bedroom and heard footsteps in the kitchen area in the apartment upstairs. And, um, so went into the kitchen and looked down and saw a little wet, footprints hmm. that belonged to a kid, you know, child-sized okay. feet. And I knew that there was no children in that building. 
you know, and so I'm not 100% about a lot of things, but I am 100% sure about that. I know who's in a building with me when I'm in it, especially that one, you know, because there's only a certain building, you know, Um, and if I'm up there, you have to go by me to get in there. There's just no way, no other way. So, um, and then I was like, you know, wow, that's fresh, you know, and um, then a lot of flooding happens in that area too, you know, and the water yeah. was pretty close, you know, it was getting close to the property. Um, and when we saw stuff like that, that's usually when, you know, stuff like that happened. So um, I'm thinking something traumatic and probably flood related probably happened, you know, around that time. Right. And that's why. Um, so then went into the, took a, took a picture of it. You know, um, didn't really offer it up as proof because, you know, how am I going to prove I didn't do that? You know, so there's a lot of things that we just took pictures of for ourselves just to document stuff. But, you know, be like, here's, you know, what it caught. But, you know, you weren't there to see that I didn't do it. So it is what it is, you know, believe it or not. And so I went back in the other room to go back into the bedroom and, um, I decided to, before that, take uh, the room and kind of sweep some more of the dust, you know, up over, you know, the area. Kind of get it all in one spot. Because my dad said, you know, why not use, you know, some like talcum powder, some baby powder or something like that. And I was like, um, you know, we, we didn't really have any at the time. But we had dust. There was plenty of that. <laughs> A lot of dust. Use that. Uh, went back into the other room and, again, heard noise and come out. And not only did we see... Um, child-sized footprints but there was one big wet adult footprint you could see like the imprint like where the toes were the heel was i mean it was a foot um bigger than my foot so if i had to guess i'd say it was it was about the size of a man's foot you know pretty good sized um so haven't used powder but i've intentionally swept dust into an area dust as powder okay yeah (laughs) Okay. So, and then I remember um, there was this, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Jacob. Um, He was young. He was so young when he started, you know, hanging out with us and investigating. And and, um, he was brave for one so young. I will give him that. (laughs) He was a lot braver than me. Um, And uh, I wanted to reach down and, and touch it, you know. And he's like, oh, my God, no, you know, don't touch it, you know. And I'm like, you know, well, what is it? You know, I mean, is it water or is it water mixing with dust? Because it didn't make mud. Okay. You know, so it was something different to me. It didn't make mud. It didn't make mud. Water with dirt or dust. It was almost kind of. Kind of like a honey consistency. I mean, it was kind honey. of gooey. Wow. Know? Okay. I mean, it wasn't quite honey, but it had that just kind of weird, you know, kind of gooey consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, let's see. From Haglin with stack time. And thank you, Donna, for grabbing the questions and Cheshire cat chatting the chat. <laughs> It's different than Shauna shenanigans the chat and then Donna's Cheshire cat chatting the chat, but she's grabbing the <laughs> questions here. She says, per Haglin, with stack time, do you think religion is a byproduct of that? Um, I actually think that 
religion would be the opposite of it. I don't think because with most religions, they believe that you know God or the God figure or what have you is usually outside the river of time. The river of time, we're all trapped in. We're kind of you know going down in a uh, in a horizontal line, all to the same place. You can't go back. You're flowing this way. Where with stack time, everything's happening concurrently at the same time. So it would it would go against what most religions teach. So um, there are some others. So from Pamela Rainey, why do some ghosts in why are some ghosts in death area and some go home? I guess it depends on what you mean by home. I guess this death area is where they died. Home may or may not be where they died. It's a good question, and that's one of the things that we try to figure out as paranormal investigators, why a particular spirit or entity is at where they're at. It may not be the location in which they died. It may be their old home, or yeah, it could be you know where they actually did die, and there, there is something that they're trying to, and we theorize on this all the time, you know, there may be something they're trying to resolve. Maybe they feel stuck. Maybe they're, you know, still disenfranchised over the fact that something terrible happened to them there. They may not even realize that they died, and they're still reliving the same day over and over again. There's a lot of different things people have thrown out there as far as reasons as to why they may still be at that location where they died. And then for ones that go home, you know, we talk about how... Um, you know, they feel attached to a certain location, and a lot of times that is their home, you know. So there's there's a lot of different things that we throw out there for, for reasons as to what may be possible. So, um, so from Tom, do you feel reports of spirits seen on the side of roads are real? I think some are real. I've seen a few. Yeah. I've seen... I've seen... Um, I've seen actual cars. People like re- yeah, people report phantom cars, yeah. Yeah, phantom cars. I've, I've seen one. Um, scared, scared the crap out of me. I was not expecting it. Um, at the intersection. Uh, it was just there and it was gone. And I was not, like, looking somewhere else or lost in my thoughts or whatever. I was just usually pretty alert when I drive, or I try to be. Um, Just all of a sudden, and it just from out of nowhere, just appeared like a flash um, uh, next to me, like, coming towards, you know, where I was at. And then it was just gone. It was just boom. So only one time has that happened to me. So, um, I yeah. see that uh, Phil Summers is in here saying, still trying to picture in my head what <laughs> Mike is saying. So, I, I believe he's probably talking about stack time theory. So, I have, well, there's a Inside the Upside Down episode on time and dimensions in which I talk at length about this. Look it up, Phil. You would yeah. like it. There's that. And then I have a couple of older videos on time and time travel, which go through the same thing. So those would explain it. I know I've thrown it out here. 
kind of at at will here, <laughs> and that's because a lot of the people that are watching have seen me talk about it before, and I think a lot of people are still trying to wrap their head around it. Even I'm still trying to ha wrap my head around it because there, it, it's a, it's a theory I've been working on for a while, and there's a lot of different situations that. It, it would work in, and then there's others, and I'm like, eh, that doesn't quite fit that model. So it's like kind of like one of those choose your own adventure books. Almost, but <laughs> almost. if if it's the case, it would make a lot of sense as to why there are cases in which we seemingly see these interactions where the ghost that sees us thinks that we are the ghost, which is. A lot of people throw out the movie The Others when they talk about that, but I've, I mean, Johnny V's is the one, and I use it all the time as the example. That is like really the the one example for me that stands out for me on that. But I have heard others talk about specific instances. Uh, Andrea Perrin talks about you know walking into the dining room and seeing you know there's people sitting at the table, and they turn and they look at her, and they're they're apparitions to her. Uh, and I, I believe, I think her mother was there too for this one. And the one guy at the head of the table turns and looks at them like, well, you look at that is what he says as if they are the ghosts. So there's, there's a lot of reports like that where this has happened, where the ghosts are looking and interacting with the, you know, full flesh body <laughs> person as if they are the ghosts. So how does that happen? And... So I throw in a lot of stuff in there about different dimensions and time, space, and all that. So it's really kind of complex and convoluted, and I draw, I draw some things out and all that. So it's not really where I was going with tonight's topic, but I guess that's <laughs> the science part of it all, right? Yeah. So um, per Imla Buddha, do you think it's easier for spirits to make noises actual vocalizations to make noises or actual vocalizations i'm not I, I don't know did we get the whole thing here donna it says to make noises actual vocalizations i think there's supposed to be an or in there somewhere but my answer would be i don't know <laughs> as what yeah you know it's it's and Ashana, this is tough because we don't know how it is for them on the other side. What are their challenges in trying to communicate with us? Because there are times we get EVPs that sound, okay, this person's talking. And there's other times where we're just getting raps and taps. And so I, I don't know if that's because it's easier to make a noise. It, maybe it's easier to try to talk. You see on the shows all the time, use your energy to da 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 da. Is it, hey, Shauna, use your energy to talk over Skype right now. <laughs> you know? But what, I mean, do you, what do you think? Because there's a lot of different things that people throw out there as far as possible reasons why. I mean, personally, personally, I would think if you go by, you know, because it's, it takes a lot less effort to, you know, lift a finger and, you know, make a tap. As, a, as someone who's still among the living, then, you know, I mean, it's it's easy for us because we do it. But, you know, like, say like a toddler, for example, who's just learning to talk, they can make noise all day long. It's easy for them, but it takes more energy and more thought to 
put words together and stuff like that. It takes more energy for them. So maybe the same thing, you know, like, you know, I hear more noises than I hear voices. Um, and sometimes, you know, I don't hear stuff out loud. Sometimes it's just in my head, you know, so maybe, maybe it does take more energy to do one more than the other. Um, I don't know. You know, I've, I know I've asked that, you know, at investigations before, I'd be like, you know, if you, you know, aren't able to, you know, talk, you know, to us to let us know where you're at, you know, or who you are, you know, can you, you know, give some other sign? Can you do something else? You know, what can you do? What are you allowed to do? You know, because there's still that, you know, don't even know. Because some of them talk to you. Some of them tell you stuff. Look at Mineral Springs. Voices of Mineral Springs. Ask a question, get an answer. Yeah. Ask it's not always like that. And that was using water, a completely different method for trying to communicate. <clears throat> so I'm going to assume that I'm going to assume that it takes more energy to talk than it does to actually, you know, make sound. I'm going to assume. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't know. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I don't... And I've mentioned this before. I, I don't buy into the whole, you know, you know, use your energy to do this or that. Pamela, I think it was Pamela that threw in there, why doesn't somebody bring a car battery uh, for ghost energies? And they do have... They have they call EMF pumps where they're just throwing a electromagnetic field into the air for a ghost to like suddenly juice up and pick up on it. Oh, let me grab. I, I don't think as a ghost, you're going to look down at this device and somebody's telling you that's, you know, use that for your energy. I, I don't think they think of it in those terms. You know, I've, I've mentioned before in here, if, if, the, if it was that for a, a spirit or a ghost or what have you, and they could just stick their finger in a light socket and be like, all right, now I'm going to juice up. It powers on. Let me go ahead and just talk at will. Uh, I don't think it's like that. I, I think they're just like we are right now, and they are just sitting there trying to talk. And sometimes it comes through, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, why that is? I don't know. Does it take more emotional oomph you know, for it to come across from them? Maybe, you know, and maybe, yeah. and maybe some have, and, and maybe Shauna, I mean, you could be right. Maybe some have like incessantly tried to talk at people and figured out they're not responding to what I'm saying and did little things like, you know, make some noises and knocked on things or what have you, throw something across the rooms like, oh, okay, I can do that. You know, maybe. Like, um, like the like the plasma ball that we used at the boat. You know, I asked, you know, leading up to whoever was up there actually reaching out and touching it, um, and then made the imprint. You can see, you know, in the video, you can see the finger. It looks yeah. like, you know, Oops. much fingerprint. Um, but, you know, leading up to it, ex had to explain what it was because they, did, they didn't have those, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure when plasma balls were invented, but right. I assume that there wasn't any then. Um, you know, and I explain. You know, this 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 is what it is. This is what it does. 
you know, um, it's probably going to feel like, you know, you're probably going to feel a change if you, if you feel that kind of thing. I don't know what you feel. Uh, that's why I didn't even know if you could see it. Didn't even know if they could see it. Didn't even know if they could see us, you know, but I'm going to assume, you know, that they can at least hear us most of the time because whenever we ask for things, sometimes, you know, we get answers. So I'm going to assume that they can hear us more than they can see us sometimes. So I got down there, you know, level with the plasma ball, you know, I'm kind of down. It's like, I don't know if you can see this. I don't know if you can feel it, but just walk towards the sound of my voice and just reach out. Reach out to where you think I am based on if you can hear me or not, you know, or whatever. So either they were reaching out because they could hear me or they were reaching out because they could feel whatever energy was different in that area. Maybe it was giving off more energy. Uh, we also had other devices on the table that were going off because of whoever it was that was coming in. And, you know, so I... I I don't know if they were able to reach out and do that because, you know, they were soaking, you know, something in or if I have no idea. I don't know what it <laughs> takes to make something manifest, to be honest. If I did know, then I'd be putting it out there and we'd be seeing stuff a lot more often than we do. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, and Pamela has has a follow up. So then why does our equipment go dead? You know, like the battery drain and what have you, you know. And I've I've talked about it and mentioned it on this show before that I don't think they know they're doing it. I don't think they're looking at your camera or your audio recorder. And, oh, hey, that has a battery. Let me stick my finger in there and juice up and, and try to talk. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think what I think happens is they just they see you're there. They're curious about you. They walk up to you. They walk into the device and whatever that exchange is exchanges it just drains it and they don't know that they're doing it that that's what i believe they have no idea otherwise if if they if they knew that that somehow they were getting uh, energy to do whatever off of you know a, a battery then i think that they would just be st sticking their finger in the light socket and be like all right let's let's rock and roll <laughs> you know now i can talk now i can communicate let's go you know but that doesn't happen um so there are a couple others here uh, from Phil. Do you think ghosts would reside in space if they died there? Maybe there are some ghosts in space. Maybe. Maybe there's alien ghosts up there. Who's gonna? Why not? Who's gonna go into space and and you know pop a recorder on, see what happens? Yeah. I mean, we know what happens underwater. Yeah. If you so had the. Yeah, if, yeah, we know that they're there underwater. Lee, Lee Ehrlich's experienced stuff down there and a number of others as well. Uh, but if, you, if you're if you a free roaming as a spirit, and, and some spirits seem stuck at where they are, maybe it's just because they don't know they're free roaming. But if you're free roaming as a spirit, why not go up into space and check it out? I would. I would too. <laughs> yeah. Let's go check out the different planets, you know. Let's go check out some of the other solar systems, see what else is out there. I'd do it. Yeah. You're not constrained by time anymore. It's not like you have to be home for dinner. <laughs> so, um, so from Kathy, perhaps they are speaking, but we only hear it as noises. That's oh, an interesting idea that maybe they're trying to speak and we just hear like a clicking or a whatever that comes across. I mean, that, that could always be maybe 
they don't have enough energy or whatever to make a full uh, syllable. It just comes off as a little... Maybe? Um, okay. Let's see if we have anything else here. <laughs> so Zippy says, I'll just pay my way to NASA with NASA. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see if um, they're on board with... Um, with doing an investigation up in space. Actually, since they're not doing the uh, space shuttle program anymore, I guess we'd have to hitch a ride with the Russians. <clears throat> That's how NASA's doing it these days. We're hitching a ride with them. So, Serenable, good morning, guys. Just woke up. <laughs> Serenable's in Ireland. So, good morning. Good morning. Yes, we're still here. We're cranking away. We're, we're uh, getting close to the end here. It's, we're actually past an hour. Uh, there was something else that I wanted to talk about real quick, given our, our topics, uh, psychic versus uh, <laughs> psychic versus science. <laughs> and we've we've had a lot of investigative type questions, which is great. You know, we, we love all the questions. But the will the two sides, psychic, science, ever come together and have that, I guess what you call para unity? Where nobody's arguing anymore. We're all in agreement. Yeah, there's there's a psychic side, there's a science side. They all work together. There's all happy harmony and um, and flowers and singing and you know <laughs> kumbaya and all that. <clears throat> well, and this may not be popular. And I'm all for you know people working together, of course. However, people are still people. People are human. There's always going to be differing opinions. There's always going to be different sides to each story. And you're never going to get everybody to agree on everything. It just isn't going to happen. And there may become a point in time where one side may be able to prove enough that the other side makes some concessions. You know, like, for the longest time, we thought the Earth was flat, right? Well, at some point in time, you know, the other people had to, you know, concede it. Oh, the Earth's kind of round here. Although there are some that still think it's flat, <laughs> you know? It exists. So there may become a point in time where that happens. Like, maybe there is finally enough shown one day that, hey, there is something going on here in the supernatural realm, in the, in the science realm. Oh, yeah, there is something there, you know? Maybe... That may happen one of these days. Until then, there's always going to be arguing and bickering back and forth because people are people. Yeah, it's just it's just going to happen. And so I don't want to rain anybody's para unity parade. And sure, I wish people would do a lot better job of trying to work together and would cut out all the drama and all that stuff. But it's it's gonna happen. It's it's always been there. It's been there. You know, we're not. You know, and I brought up the whole science versus religion thing earlier as a comparison. We're not burning anybody at the stake here, so I think we're doing okay. What do you think, Shauna? Yeah, I I don't have a problem with someone uh, believing something other than I do, as long as they're not gonna be like, you know, my way is right, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, there can be a difference of opinions without one side having to be wrong and the other side having to be right. It's just different. You know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Yep. You know, my opinion will not always be the same. So, 
Yeah, and I'm not always right, and that's fine. I have no no problem with debating things with people and discussing and all that. And there is Dawn with a $10 super chat. Thank you very much. She says, because you guys rock our Tuesdays. It's awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, so, yeah. I have, I have no problem debating things back and forth. It's fine. Just, yeah, it, it's when people get really vehement and... You know, the, the, all the name calling thrown in there. We're gonna start throwing people under the bus, and just becomes this big drama laden pile of crap. I'm not on board with that. But there's gonna be differences of, of opinion as we go along. It, nobody's ever gonna agree 100 percent of the time. It just it's just the way it is. Humans are humans. So all right. Um. So I think that is going to be it for this evening. We are a little bit past our hour mark, which is fun. You guys had some great questions tonight in our uh, Psychic versus Science episode. So, all right, let's get to the Super Chat Superstars. Tom McNicholas and Don, thank you guys very, very much. Really do appreciate that. And let's get into the shout-outs. We know you guys love the shout-outs. So, shout-out our chat shenanigans right here. So, <laughs> uh, there's Don Gorton, our Cheshire cat, who is... You threw it in there earlier, uh, Donna, your Cheshire... Was it cat chatting the chat? Or it was something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which is great. I appreciate all your help in putting those... Uh, questions in nice bowls so it's easier to read. So uh, let's see, Don, Zippy Davis, uh, Discord threads. Okay, our uh, deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patron. So uh, Zippy's one of them. So it's uh, Tom McNicholas, Grizz, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, and Pamela Queen. Thank you guys very, very much. Of course, we have uh, you know, some other Patreon patrons as well, but got to give the, the deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons the big shout out. So. Uh, Donna says no chat versus chatting <laughs> yeah chatting not chatting right <laughs> oh well okay Shay Carol thank you very much there's beat three airspace right there Pamela Rainey thanks for all the questions tonight appreciate that Phil Summers thanks for hanging out uh, the Haglin thank you very much for your questions as well Imla Buddha 61 thanks again uh, you also had a question, I recall. Then Hilbert and Jen K, thank you for joining us again. Pungai Fungai, thanks as always. Really do appreciate that. Andrew Cox, thanks for hanging out. Bree Jones, thank you as always. Yeah, Bree's one of the other. Uh, Andrew, actually, Andrew Cox is another uh, Patreon patron as well. So we've got Patreon patrons all up in here. It's awesome. Tim Schoen, thank you very much. And Cheryl Midkiff, thanks for hanging out. Second show. Uh, Chipper Terry, thanks again. Serenable, thanks for uh, making us a part of your morning. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, there's Dawn, Spooky Spectacular. Um, think, I think, I think, uh, Kathy Ciliento. Okay, there we go. And I think I'm going to have to scroll back down. Because, yep, all right. Let me see if there's anybody else. Anybody else that wants a shout-out, we'll do them real quick here. Of course, there is a uh, little bit of a, a delay, and there's uh, there's Connor, <laughs> Commander Gaming. Hi, Connor. <laughs> That's my boy. Good to see you, buddy. 
And I think that is it for the evening. Veronica Flores, there you go. Okay, <laughs> that's going to be it. So again, thank you guys very much for hanging out. So next, I don't know what we're doing next Tuesday yet. I don't. I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> but I'm tired. Oh, um, so this weekend, of course, we have our Friday Night Ghost Frights. That's going to be the conclusion of our Mysteries of Church of Darkness episode, so you don't want to miss that. And then we don't know yet if we're going to be able to go live on Saturday, but we sure are going to try. So we'll see if it's possible. Anything else, my love? I'm going to be working more on the project, hopefully. Yes, we'll be doing that earlier that day. So, in fact, I was talking with, uh, had a call with Dave Nunnally yesterday. He gave me a call during lunch, and we were trying to work some things out because they, and this is great. And I'd, I'd really like to, I know they do a lot of promotion and stuff of uh, Mineral Springs out there, of course. I would like to think a little bit, like a small piece of that is from us and what we did with the book and all the videos that we've put out there and trying to uh, make people aware of the location because they almost met the wrecking ball a couple years ago. But Dave was telling me that they are getting, like, they're, they're like booked up for the next six months with with investigations and events and all of that. It's becoming a really, really popular place, which, of course, is helping the building. And so I'm really happy to hear that. I mean, it, it's making logistics rust a little difficult because of the things that we want to do there which will also mm -hmm. you know just further uh, help them but um it's great it's awesome i love it so i think that's it all right so that's it i'm mike this is shauna we're Hunter road media here on the Hunter road media channel inside the upside down catch you next time have a good night